All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Business Line Podcast, Episode One. I'm Brian. This is Man- Manish or Manny. You know, like whatever is comfortable. Don't make it sound like Manish. It's Manish. Manish. Yeah. All right. See, we got that out of the or way. Manny. Right away. Manny is easy. Manny is easy, but I call him Manny. You guys aren't his friend yet, so you can't call him Manny until until you take him to Las Vegas. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, this is Episode One. Uh, we're going to spend some time today talking about who we are, why we're doing this, you know, what our company is. This podcast isn't all about our company, but we're on this business journey that we've been on for the last seven going on eight years. And we've learned a lot. We've met a lot of cool people. We want to introduce you to them, you know, every week and just give you guys an opportunity to learn from the dumb things we've done um, that sometimes turned out good, sometimes not so much. And from other people that we meet and learn from their, their highs and lows too. So Without further ado, let's get a little bit started. Yeah, my question, you know, why are, before we get into, you know, who we are, why are we doing this? You know, like I got, I think I got a LinkedIn message from a guy. His name is Matt and he's got a company called Pivot Studios and that's actually who's producing this stuff for us. But he emailed me, you know, one of those, one of those uh, cold emails, not even an email, it was a LinkedIn message. Those kind of things that I think never work and it worked and it took a while You know, we went back and forth a bit, but. It just got me thinking about it. It was actually something I was thinking about for a while because we're always looking at ways to kind of get us get our names out there and share and stuff like that. And I listen to podcasts. I watch podcasts. Can they even be? Why are they even called podcasts anymore? Do you have an iPod? I don't have an. I actually have an iPod. It's in a junk drawer. I don't even know if it still works. It's got it's got like my playlist from 2007 on it. Before I had kids, my playlist is much different now. <laughs> but anyway so why are we doing it I, I was thinking about it and through providence i get this message from matt and over a course of a couple of months we figured out a way to make a deal and we did and here we are and now i pulled you into it so it started with joe so i used to work at a company that no longer exists that got bought out but at the time it wasn't bought yet and i was doing it sales it's not what i was educated to do but it you know, life changes happen and you learn something new and I was loving it. And that uh, company's owner was a really good friend of mine and um, things started changing in the company. He wanted to sell it. I was the most expensive part of the company and I don't think the company could sell as long as I was a part of it. I don't think the company that was interested in buying that company, it was an IT company, uh, wanted to buy it with me on the books because I was expensive. And um, once I figured that out, I found a different option and I left. But when I, I remember the day I was leaving, uh, Joe stopped me and he said, Hey, Brian, I can't do Joe's voice very well, but it wasn't an American accent. He's like, Hey, Brian, I've got a friend back in India. He has a business and he might be looking to start a business in the US in the next couple of years. If he does, can I call you? Would you meet him? Sure. And it was, it was almost two years to the date. Cause that was like mid summer of, tw- yeah, of 2014 and almost, almost exactly two years later I hear from him and he's like, Hey, my, my good friend Manny is in the U S and he wants to meet. Do you want to meet? I'm sure. Cause I was kind of in a place where I was, I was ready to do something else too. And we had lunch. I think it was at a Chili's. Uh, Chili's isn't even there anymore in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Drove by there the other day and uh, we had lunch and we just talked goofed around a little bit. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Honestly, I mean, I was still doing IT sales. 
And I was just kind of getting bored with it where I was because I kind of felt like I didn't have a whole lot of potential to be creative with it and do fun stuff. So usually, would you would you ask me if I knew something about transcription or something like that? So just for folks that don't know, transcription is when a doctor speaks into a device, call it dictating into a device, it records it, and then those recordings are sent to people that type it out to be put into report form. Back in the day, those were on physical pieces of paper kept in files. But it was really big in the, you know, 90s, early 2000s and stuff like that to outsource that work to India. Yeah. So the boom of medical transcription in India started in 1997. For three years or maybe like two years, I worked in that company. Then I moved to some a different company, you know, that was based out in Hyderabad in another state of India, which is at that time we used to call that Andhra Pradesh. So from I can't say that. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Andhra Pradesh. Right. Andhra. Andhra. Yeah. See? Probably terrible. He tells um, me you, you make fun of our, you know, like our Indian accent or, you know, yeah. and you cannot even when, speak when I try to say my it, name correctly. You know, like it, it sounds to me like I'm doing a really good job. But then you look at me and you're like, you are so bad. You're pathetic. So anyway, so yeah, that's how in 2000, you know, like I was working for a company. I joined a company called Chintils and uh, I was the operations manager there. And during, before that time, you know, like actually Joe started, you know, like, he figured it out that we can work get work directly from us so he started working on that he started sending out emails to you know hospitals facilities or transcription companies over here telling them about you know like what is going on in india and we got contacted by someone out of canada who was working for you know like an american company and said, okay, yeah, I can maybe, you know, like if it works out great. I mean, you guys have three years of experience so far. And as I said earlier, I was really good at, you know, like what I did. So we got a couple of, you know, test audios from this lady. And they were horrible. I mean, yeah, audio quality was really bad. But, you know, like with the internet and everything at that time. Everything was kind of bad. Yeah, everything was kind of bad. But. I did a really good job after doing the night shift and he Please don't be so humble. Huh? Said, don't be so humble. Let us know how you really did. I did really good. <laughs> that's why we got our you know, that's, that's how we got, got our first contract. And Joe used to, you know, like keep me up because he knew that only I can do that. So <laughs> uh, after doing my night shift, nine hour shift in the office from ten to six. That's nighttime India. Yeah, nighttime in here. India. Yeah. Yeah. So he called me when I was getting free that, okay, yeah, you know, we got a test file. I need to come here. And I said, nope, I'm sleepy. I cannot do that. But he forced me kind of. He forced you. Yeah. Indeed. And I was there at his home working on this audio, which was really lengthy. And it took me like six, seven hours. And he was giving me tea. I mean, coffee he was, was not famous at that nothing, time. Right? In India. Yeah. Just watching you. Yeah. Watching me, making sure that, you know, like I was working asleep. and, you know, like, yeah. So because we had a deadline. So... By evening, we sent it out, which is like Indian evening and morning time here in US, but it was in Canada. So, and she liked our work. That's how we started. But we actually didn't start the business till 2001. So 2000, during the 2000 time period, we did whatever she used to send us, you know, like after I 
got free from my office. I used to go to his house and do the work. And she liked our work and slowly and slowly it started building up. And that's when we said, okay, you know, let's open a company. So we started our company with five or six people. People who believed in us, you know, people who knew that, you know, like, okay, we are trying to do something new. Was it was it friends or just people you knew from the trainings or family? No, it, or? it was, you know, like initially a couple of friends, you know, they came with us, they, you know, stuck with us for a couple of months, but then say, they said, you know, like, okay, no, it's not growing or going anywhere. But anyway, that's how we started, you know, like me and Joe, we started this business in 2001. And from there on, by the year 2010, you know, we were a company of around, you know, like 250 people back in India. Mm. So we started with one client and then later on, you know, like using the same principles, same policies, we, we started contacting other medical transcription companies here in US. We were not contacting the hospitals or facilities, you know, practice practices. Did you skip the part about working for that company with the, and they had the software that Joe ended up downloading and taking and do you want us to get arrested? By who? This your past? Not here, but what's, maybe what's that you know, back in India. You know, like when I go no, back no. to India, they might arrest me. No, you'll be fine. What's that called? Uh, yeah, it's past the statute of limitations. Indians don't forget. But it, well, we don't forget. It's just a loss. I mean, it was far. not. You know, like something we it wasn't a big. It was yeah, a, it was. I, yeah, yeah. Joe I says mean, it's like it was licenses or something. He yeah, just took like, licenses. Yeah. So you know what we did was uh, okay. We. Gosh, you guys are shady. <laughs> we gathered softwares from the companies that we worked for, you know. I mean, we borrowed. Did you give it back? Huh? Did you give it back? No, the company closed down. Oh. Yeah. Did you put them out of business? <laughs> they were yeah, just, I mean, you know, I like think what one, Joe told me is they were just kind of not a very good company. They didn't do good business. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was it. You know, like why we came into existence because, you know, like first we offered the work that we were getting to the company that we were working for because they were not able to secure, right, you yeah, guys, secure work. You found more people to be able to yeah, get more. So, this company that I was working for, the owner had his son in US and he said, you know, everybody wanted to, you know, get into this uh, medical transcription business because it was the boom time at that. Right, it's kind of like scribes now, right? Yeah, so he said, okay, you know, I need an operations manager. That's how he hired me. You know, I had like three years of experience by that time. And I had worked from, you know, like from the scratch to the top level in every positions by that time. So he hired me and he said, okay, my son is there in the U.S. We'll get business. Can you handle? Can you get it done? I said, absolutely. So we started training some people, you know, for medical transcription in that company. And it six months went by, nothing came up. No, so no new the company was on the brink of, you know, closing. The owner said, okay, it's enough. My son is not good enough. <laughs> you didn't have a good salesperson. Yeah, he's not a good salesperson. And, uh, okay, I'm not going to continue. And I, I got married, you know, in 2001. Oh, that's... Okay. Yeah. So oh, I said, okay, okay, let me do one thing. I don't want to be jobless again. We have some work. We will give you that work. But, you know, we'll keep a percentage of it. Mm -hmm. And you still have to pay my salaries and the salaries of the people that I'm going to choose, Yeah. you know, from the people that we have trained. So we'll pay their salaries. No, you'll, you'll have to pay their salaries and, you know, you have to pay our cut also. So he agreed and he said, okay, you know, let me give my son another six months. So we continued like that for another six months. Joe at that time was working for a different company. 
Was he was he still do, trying to be a transcriptionist and you doing the work for him? Uh, or was he doing he, IT he was never a good transcriptionist. I know. So, like yeah. you did all the work. He just yeah, I did. Yeah, he was just you know like he was he was always the IT person from you know like from day one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's how we basically. So another six months went by, and then the owner said, "Okay, you know, he he was a big he's a big shot in India. Uh, he's a builder. He has many businesses." Yeah. And he said, you know, like I, I cannot waste time on, you know, like because we were getting it work from, you know, like a kind of a third person, you know, like there was a person between us and the facility. Okay. Okay. So the margins were not that great. Yep. And yep. then you know, like we said, okay, we'll take a percentage of that from, you know, we won't give you the full benefit. So the owner said, "Okay, you know, either you give me the full benefit, or you know, we are just—I'm just going to close close it down." Yeah. So at that point, we negotiated a deal with him. Give us the space. Give us your, you know, like all the infrastructure that you have. We'll give you a really good rent amount, rental amount, and let us use the people. You know, instead of firing them, we'll absorb them. We'll, you know, pay their salaries. So in August two thousand one, we. Finally, opened a company, you know, called Nexus Services. It was a partnership between me and Joe. Yeah, that's how exactly you know we started our business. Okay. So from there onwards, you know, Joe, Joe was the IT person. So he used to handle all the IT, and I used to take care of all the work. So slowly and slowly, from five six people, you know, by two thousand ten, or in fact by two thousand eight, our growth was kind of slow. By two thousand nine, we got a big deal. You know, a company who opened their company, you know, a unit in India. They were further outsourcing it to many other companies. And by that time, a company called Nuance developed a software called, uh, you know, uh, Dragon. Was was speech yeah, okay. recognition? Yeah, you know, yeah. by that time, speech recognition was there in the market. Yep. So. That's at that time, you know, like okay. Before that, it was you know, like doctors used to dictate over a device or through a phone line, and it the uh, voice files used to come to India, uh, and people used to type it out every word, and another level was done to make sure the accuracy of the record Quality reports. So yeah, is like ninety eight point five plus, yep. and. We used to send those back, so all this was done within twelve hours. We we took advantage of you know like the day and night difference. So whatever work or whatever patients providers used to see during the day here, they used to dictate that by the end of the day, and we used to get those our morning time. And then we're we them and yeah we yeah uh, we were done with them by our evening time, which is morning time over here. So that worked you know wonderfully. That's one of the reasons why. This work was outsourced to India because of the time difference. Yep, yep. So 2009, you know, this new technology came in where you know you don't need a transcriptionist anymore. You need don't need the first level. Or they sold it as that. Yeah, they sold it as that, and it was not bad. I mean, you know, like it was initially it started with uh, around 60, 65 percent accurate reports, but Over a period of time, I, I I would say like you know within a year or two years, it was it became so good, this speech recognition that 
it used to give us like almost 80% re- accurate reports yeah so what happened was the level 1 got removed the second level remained which is the auditing auditing yeah. and to catch that 20% and correct it yeah so it was kind of scary at that time i mean so were you guys you guys still had few hundred people on the team you're still big still had no, deals no i mean like money. we really grew after 2008 you know like by utilizing this dragon technology oh so you were yeah. leveraging it for a while yeah leveraging growing. yeah so yeah i mean before that you know okay there were two levels and we grew but, but this was the this real was before, boom was you know like after 2008 i mean ehrs were around or electronic health records electronic medical record software which we all know we, we all experience now as patients and stuff but that actually came back it was around but it was yeah it required. was around yeah but it was not it was fully very implemented expen- yeah very expensive yeah. very cumbersome yeah only hospitals and clinics that wanted to be kind of out on the edge of tech were yeah. implementing it back yeah, then yeah, yeah, like yeah. 0809 right Anyway, so yeah, 2009, you know, like onwards, you know, like we started seeing really, we grew rapidly, you know, from 50 people by 2012, we were almost like 250 people and we were still growing because we removed one level and the second level was uh, working on these, you know, speech recognized uh, documents and the people got more productive because of this technology. People started getting paid. you know healthier healthier amounts you know like initially it was really low but with this technology people were able to produce were more productive and were able to earn more amount so everything was going good but by 2013 i think you know obamacare came into place yeah i think something about you know like this uh, ehr I mean, we could be a little bit made. off but i think 2013 is when the um uh, that law was passed that, that ehr were made yeah uh, they had yeah. to do it by a certain time in 2013 yeah. or they started getting penalized yeah and like they have to use this have to show meaningful software, use yeah. and all that stuff yeah yeah so with everything going to ehr you know things changed now everything needs to be documented in the ehr and what we were doing till that time was okay we were using speech recognized documents but we were only sending the documents back in the word format to the facilities mm-hmm. and it used to take a lot of time maybe more time to upload those documents in the ehr than you know like dictating and getting it back to them so right. the f- medical practices hospitals realized that you know like we cannot waste this much time on this let's have our providers you know use the dragon technology directly they can speak directly into dragon and that will type everything in the ehr yeah and, and so nuance what i learned after is nuance it, from you guys as a side is like okay they're starting to but nuance was actively aggressively selling it to the yeah, the hospital to the hospitals, side to it wasn't practices. it wasn't that the that the practices in the hospital said oh let's start doing this nuance realized that there was some slowdown and they're not going to go to you guys and come up with an idea that cuz you guys are technically taking a part of the money that they could be earning mm-hmm. they figured out let's instead of selling it to these third party providers that are doing the transcription services let's sell it direct to the end user the person who's recording and we could sell it over and over and over and over and over again for well, I remember at the time I was working in IT sales and we took on a new small clinic and they were they had two doctors that were using dragon and they paid and this was in like 2012 2013 1500 bucks per license per 
doctor. That was a lot of money for yeah. a piece of software. So they grew quick. Yeah. So, but you know, like that's when we saw, you know, like uh, there was a big dip, you know, from 250 people at that time, you know, like in, within two years, we were back to like somewhere around eight to 10 people. Yeah. And at that time, I was thinking, you know, like how, okay, I have only two options. Either I can, you know, like, okay, leave all this and, you know, get a job somewhere. Or what do I do? I mean, do, how can I, you know, like, I mean, I didn't want to, you know, like work for somebody else because I've been working for myself for 13, 14 years. And I kind of liked that. So, but I had only two options. So I have two kids, you know, like I had support them, my family. So I thought, okay. I talked to Joe about this. He said, you know, like, okay, by that time he was working for like, I think Tech Squad, right? Yeah, Tech Squad, he joined, I want to say in early 2014. Yeah, 2014. And, yeah. yeah. So I I was talking to Joe constantly about this. I mean, from 2013, it took me another three years to make a decision. You know, what do I want to do? I continued with, you know, like 10, 15 people that we had. We still had some work. But that was not enough. I knew that it will go away someday. So, after much, you know, like thinking and uh, putting a lot of, you know, like, I mean, it was a big decision. I've never done, uh, you know, like there were a couple of challenges before me. First, I had a huge loss in business. You know, whatever I had said, saved over the years, I... You'd been, you'd spent I, yeah, away I've been, trying yeah, to I've been things trying alive. to, you know, like save the business and, you know, like I spent all that money, you know, like in three years from 2012, 13 to 2015, all that money went back again into the business in, you know, to try to save the business. Yeah. But by 2015, I realized, okay, it's not going to work anymore. I'm not going to get any more business because nuance was everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every provider was, you know, using a dragon and they were kind of, you know, like liking it at that time. Although they were complaining, you know, like I was talking to all these, you know, providers, these uh, medical transcription companies here in US during that time. So they liked saving, you know, the money that they were spending on transcription services. But one thing I caught was they were not happy spending time on the EHR. Okay, although Dragon was really good, but it was not 100%. And it was only giving them like 80% of accuracy. And it used to take them more time putting everything, you know, using Dragon and making sure everything is, you know, like tied correctly in the EHR. Then, you know, picking up the phone and dictating. Because dictating took like maybe four or five minutes. But Dragon used to extend that time by almost, you know, like, I mean, it used to be double that time. Yeah. 10, 15 minutes to complete one report. So, a provider used to, on an average, you know, in US, a provider sees around 15 to 20 minutes. And I remember as an IT company, it's funny how this kind of fits together, but that that clinic that we had that was using Dragon weekly, there would be multiple requests and issues and tickets that would come in that can't get, I can't get Dragon drag it to load it's not working right or there's an update now it's not working or can you you know so yeah uh, those costs that come in that they don't quite see because it's not something that they're paying with a check but it's slowing them down or right yeah so that's that's you know when i decided okay let's try i mean you know i got this point 
by talking to several providers several people who have been working in the industry like office managers and all that that there is a way to solve this problem because providers who used to dictate using a phone line or dictaphone for 15 patients they may be used to spend around you know like 1 hour but with this new technology that is supposed to help them and with this ehr implementation everywhere across the industry it now used to take them like 2 to 3 hours minimum yeah and that was burning them out yep so i think we spend that much every day yeah when you take so, what is a doctor depending on the type of doctor take like an orthopedic surgeon who's going to have a lot of notes um whether it's on follow up visits coming to check out your knee that he fixed or notes from the operation or from procedures man those guys are making good per hour costs and if you've got 2 hours a day 5 days a week 10 hours every week at 250 300 an hour what their time is worth mm-hmm. that's and you can solve that problem that's what we saw right? that's that's what we saw you know so i sold everything back you know in india because i was the business was already down so i sold all whatever you know like i had talk to joe he said i have a guy i know he's <laughs> really good you should meet him so in 2016 i decided okay it's time to you know evolve and get out of your you know like comfort zone you know like i was kind of i never talked to an american before you know like okay the only americans that we were talking to from india was you know my clients right. or the person in between you know like my clients actual clients and they were like very few so picked up my bag landed here met you the other day and told you about you know like okay you had a totally different feel i had reservations about you because you were from an it background yeah and i was from a healthcare background but joe said you know he's really, he, joe's he like can, well, he can, yeah. can do, like yeah. joe's like i'll do the it he'll sell it and yeah. then we'll make money he can sell anything <laughs> so i met you that day i told you about my idea and you you told me that you know i i told you in such a way that you know i'm here to you know i see a problem and i think you know we can do a better job in resolving that i gave you all that right like the way i told you was okay right now they are spending 2 to 3 hours what we can do is you know like we can upload everything back in ehr for the providers they can go back to you know dictating which will save them at least you know 1 to 1 and a half hours every day oh. which can and at this point i still didn't even really fully understand what the hell you were talking yeah. about i was i was listening and nodding yeah. and you know i was looking in a way i was hungry for something new and looking and like i get like that sometimes if i get hungry for to do something new or try something new i'll overextend my ability to look for the the possibility in it yeah. but i'll be i mean i've told you many times i st- when we were still having lunch i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know what i was think what you were talking about really i was listening trying to understand it but like i conceptually i was like i didn't even know they did this i thought they just you know you see them write on folders yeah. or something in the office back then and you just thought and you see the folders go on a file i thought that was it yeah i thought that was it that that's how you know like our, you said i would know, I, i still remember that after the meeting you said okay you know like let me think about it i'll get back and to i you. was like oh my god i you know <laughs> that like oh yeah. i'm not going to do it i need someone you know, like i need someone because i had no clue how to market things i know you know like what i can do to change things yeah. you know make things easier for everyone but i didn't know how to market it i didn't know how to talk to you know well, i didn't know either <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, i mean i went i mean i went home 
And that night, I don't even know if I told my wife, Jen, yet that we had met. I think I told her I was meeting yeah, with a, a weird guy from India for lunch or something. Oh, and, not a handsome <laughs> guy from India. <laughs> handsome, yes. That's what I said, handsome. And uh, got on Google, Google transcription, and everything that came up, transcription's dying, transcription's dead, run away from transcription, yeah. it's it's gone. you know. And then I couldn't tell you where I, I found one article. And when I tell the story sometimes to people, when I'm talking about our business, I tell them that I found, you know, multiple articles, you know, it's just me embellishing. I found one article and I couldn't tell you where it was from. So I'd love to cite it or whatever, but I couldn't. And it was just a pretty short one because I have a short attention span. It said, yes, transcription is dying, but doctors hate their EHRs. They don't like to type. Um, you know, there's young, even today, you know, there's some, even young doctors, some of them like to, some of them don't, some of them want to be heavy in care. Some of them want to be heavy in the, the keeping the data clean and all that kind of stuff. And they don't mind typing, but for the most part, as doctors become established, their time and their money is generated from the care administration, not the keeping the details in the system. Right. So that's what this article said. No one's transcribing anymore because they're saving costs doing it this way, using EHRs with voice recognition software, but the doctors don't like it. Yeah, don't and like it. And they don't realize they're that they're spending more money, yep. you know, wasting their time. And they're working two hours, you know, after they're done seeing patients and they're going home cranky. And then they're they're spending their Saturdays trying to get caught up because they're not staying caught up. And um, hospitals are growing and buying private practices and putting doctors under contract and making them hit quotas for seeing patients. And they can't keep up with the documentation. Mm-hmm. So they'll get 100, 200, 300 encounters or patient visits behind. And that stuff can't be, you know, billed out. And then the hospitals can't collect on them. They let them go. And now they can't practice anywhere within a 50 mile radius. I'm, you know, I'm just, I don't know, you know, it's different for everybody, but depending on their contracts, but it can be devastating. So that article kind of quickly and uh, easily made my small brain realize that there's an opportunity. And basically what I thought is we can make transcription work if we can take it, if we can take all the things that the doctors don't want to do out of their hands. So the further we can get the doctors from having to click and type, the more opportunity we have to do transcription. So that's, that's what I think. I don't know if we met again or I just called you. I said, I think we can do this, but if we can do this, what do you think? At that time, you know, like I had no idea because I have never seen an EHR before in that life, yeah. my life. And I had no idea, you know, like how to work around this software. But I'm like, but Manny, I do you think we idea, can, yeah. I'm like, Manny, do you think we can, do you think we can do the transcription and then set up either an interface or get remote access to their EHR and put it in for them? And you're like, sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. in my mind. But yeah. I, and that's the story of how our business grows. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, we, we find problems. With- it was on a hunch, right? Yeah. It was on a hunch that, you know, okay, we can do this. And we, I ha- you had no clue what, about this, you know, like healthcare sector. I had no clue about, you know, like how the EHRs work, whether they will give us access to the EHR. I mean, is it even possible for someone, you know, like... I knew the technology was yeah. there. I knew that was there. I had no clue about that. But, yeah. you know, just on a hunch, you know, like we can save time for the providers. Yep. We can save, you know, the money. In fact whatever we save, you know, like it increases their practice. If a provider is saving one hour every day, he can see at least four patient patients minimum yep. during that time. Yep. And that's like, 
within a can, week they can pay for the services that we are offering right. and the rest of the three weeks they are making more money and then go home and you yeah. go to their kids baseball games after work or you know spend time with their wives or have fun on the weekend which, yeah you know, so that's how basically we started yep hey we're getting we've probably gone over the time we've allotted and your guys' time is valuable and so is ours but that is the story yeah. of how you know we started this business that you'll hear a little bit that's about that's how of. Brian and many met right that's how we met that's the, how the yeah. love story began yeah. the bro love <laughs> um no but you know just to wrap that up we're really close um you know we care about each other from a standpoint of you know yeah we're business partners but we're best friends and you know really? oh my god dang it i wasn't supposed to say that out loud <laughs> no honestly like um you you know you know you know my it's uncle manny at my house for my kids right and your kids are grown so they don't need to call me uncle brian that'd be weird but like um same thing with joe you know i really do wish joe was here we'll get him in here um because we're talking maybe we'll throw a really embarrassing picture up of joe um we have as, lots of like on the on the screen here um <laughs> during forward when his name comes up we'll just flash pictures of joe so <laughs> subliminally on the screen so everybody has nightmares about him but um no, this has been really good sharing. Um, what we're going to try to do every uh, every time we we share with you guys, we're going to try to have a little bit of fun too. Uh, like at the end of the at the end of the the episode, and talk about some fun stuff that's going on. I think we all like sports. Sports in the U.S. a little bit different than sports in India. So let's um, the sports in U.S. We don't have those sports in India. You know, basketball. Right. We are nowhere. Right. Know? The only thing that we are good at. Did you guys at, get I mean, second place in the Olympics? Hmm? Can you fact check that for me, Matt? What? I'm joking. <laughs> no, but seriously. So, what are we going to talk? We're going to hit on real quick today. We're going to hit on cricket. Cricket. You the, don't know anything about cricket. I don't. But um, it's is is it the biggest sport in India? It is the most. You know, like uh, I would say, the paying sport in India. It's the biggest money sport. Yeah, money sport. Yeah. So yeah, cricket is. Is a, cricket is a religion. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's, to me here, that's like, I mean, like the big the big three in the U.S. is football, baseball, and basketball, right? And for, I, you know, I, I think the biggest moneymaker of those three is probably football. Mm -hmm. um, but, and it's probably got the biggest market share too. And, but all three of those to their fans, which are all like huge bases, at least here. Uh, those are religions to the folks that follow them. Like I used to religiously follow all three when I was in high school. And then, you know, college and girls and stuff like that happens and jobs. And then it went down to mainly just football. And now it's, for me, it's kind of baseball because my son likes baseball now. Mm -hmm. So it gets me back into it a little bit because he gets excited about it. But yeah, I'll, I always seem like I've been I have been trying to get this guy to you know get me. He wants get, me to take him to play baseball. Yeah, play. He's baseball. never watched a game. No, I don't want to watch a game. You need I want to, watch to play the game it. first. Like you, I have watched it how, several times. How are you going to play without knowing the rules? Look, I have watched you know Bugs Bunny. I have watched you know like Mickey oh, Mouse playing well, this case, game. So okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> Put a helmet on him, slap a glove, get put a bat in his hand. Yeah, I want to actually experience, you know, like what, what position? We, I mean, you... I, I feel you know, like baseball and cricket are, are kind of you know, like similar. You know, in a lot of ways, you have to hit a ball. Yeah, that's you have to it. hit a ball. Yeah, I think that's. About... I think I can be good in that. You might be. Were you a good cricket player? Yeah. What is what is? I used to hit lots of home runs. Do they call what? What is a home run in cricket? 
It's called a six. A six. Yeah, where you hit out of the ground, out so of the. So you headed out of the park. Yeah, out of the park, and that means like you have. It's a six. Got six runs for your team. So they just call it a six. Yeah, here you call it home run. Where how much a home run is well, worth depends on how many people are on base. Mm-hmm. If if there's nobody on base, mm-hmm. and you're the only one up, and you're the one up to bat, and there's no one on base, it's worth one. Okay. Because you're only going to score yourself. Okay. Right. So, but if the bases are loaded, which means there's a person on first, second, and third, which are there's only there's three bases that you could be on. Home is the home base, right? That constitutes a point. Then it's worth four points if you hit home run. It's called a grand slam. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. See, look at that. We're educating. Yeah. Today. So the so. first batter who goes, and if he hits a home run, he will get only one point. One point. One so, point. So does this means that you know, like you don't send your best batter the first? Or no, the first? you typically again, and I'm not an expert. I played baseball a lot of years, but you want your you want your typically your person that has the highest percentage to get on base to bat first, not necessarily to hit home run. Mm-hmm. You want your in your lineup, you want your fourth batter to be your slugger or your okay. most power hitter because if you get all three people on base. Mm-hmm. You see the potential there, mm-hmm, right? And but grand slams are pretty rare; they don't happen all that often because oh. a lot of things can happen to keep people from getting on base in the game. See, it's it's a pretty nuanced game, but but cricket is too. I can't I can't knock cricket, but I don't know all the rules. I've tried having you explain them to me. I can't get past why the games sometimes last a month. Come on, man! I told you five days, maximum five days. You Americans exaggerate everything, you know. Well, your burgers are big. Your, you know, like your hot dogs are big. Everything is big, and right. you exaggerate. You know, like you make fun of people in a big way. Also, five it's day, not month. It's a, five days. It's a five-day game. You get like, rest in, you know, like one day in between. Why do you that. need five days? Huh? We want to test our, you know, like uh, our what do you call that? What is the word? Endurance. Endurance. Yeah. Wow. So, like, it's morning. From, I think, you, know, I think like, you could probably figure out the winner and the loser in a couple hours, like. Typically, no, what happens with sports here test, is when games like get it. too long, the the base and the the people who make up the rules they get really frustrated with it, mm-hmm. and they try to find ways to make the games go faster because our attention spans are so small. Where you're fighting for people's attention so often now. So yeah, anyway. I mean these days test matches are you know getting finished in less than three days. Test match. What does that mean? That's what you know, like we call it a five day game. It's called a test match. So is it is it testing your skill? Yeah, I mean you know like in a one day game you get limited. See overs. why I don't get it, guys. <laughs> See, I don't get it. Like, maybe you guys get some. We're going to probably get messages. I'll figure this game out. But, like, I would like to watch some matches where you can sit next to me real closely and you can just walk me through. Like, pause. Brian, this is what just happened. Like, I've had to do that with my wife over the years to teach her about football. Okay, hon, this is a first down in football. You know, this was this is what happens in baseball when, you know, uh, they they don't swing at the ball, but they just stick the bat out and hit it really short. It's called a bunt, right? And yeah, really. See, um, there's rules. And like, if you try playing, I mean, you, you anyway. We need like another forty minute session for only this. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do a special episode on just sports. But anyway, so cricket. What's big in the world of cricket right now? What's coming up? Right now, Asia Cup is going on, which is Asia Cup. Yeah, Asia Cup. You know, like only the Asian mm-hmm. countries are playing. Well, that sounds discriminatory. What's up with that? Uh, so only like India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and Bangladesh. They're the, the only Asian countries, countries that play cricket. They are the only Asian countries who are into cricket. Oh, so there are not many countries, you know, like in cricket. Maybe but it's like, super you know, popular 10, worldwide. Uh, I mean, yeah, cr- it's super popular. Yeah, I mean, 
it's a British game, you know that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which is another reason and I'm surprised. It's only like the it. colonies of you know, like it's popular only where the where the British colonized. colonized. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, but like, but you Australia, guys, India is becoming like the powerhouse, right? Yeah, India because of our population and how much the people love India's cricket. We call it PCCI is the richest in the cricket world. Okay. And they kind of control everything now. They control the ICC, which is like the International Cricket Council. Okay. They kind of control that. Wow. So if India says that they are not going to be part of, you know, like some, you know, uh, competition that the ICC is having, mm-hmm. ICC lose a lot of money. Now, you know that I was watching this, you know, like video on YouTube. This American, this was a podcast and one guy was uh, asking, you know, do you know, like, who has the most following in the world? Mm-hmm. Out of, you know, like, uh, and he said LeBron James, Michael Jordan and all that. And he, he said, you know, it's not even close. Right. So, Virat Kohli, he has around 294 million followers. He's a, he's a cricket he's player? He's a cricket god. I mean, right now. <laughs> he's a, a cricket young god. cricket god of India now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a billion and a half people in India. Like, yeah. if you get popular there. But he, he's popular everywhere. He's popular in Pakistan also. Oh. Yeah, no, he's he, popular. So, yeah, wow. So, he he's, plays for India? Yeah, he, he's, he was the captain of India for a couple of years. Yeah, but he plays for So, India. Asia Cup now. Asia Cup who's now. Gonna win it? Uh, huh? Who's going to win the Asia of Cup? Of course, India. India's going to win. Who's going who's gonna to be the first loser? Pakistan. Pakistan's going to get second. <laughs> Okay. You know, I don't know. You know, like I don't. Okay, I love cricket. I love playing cricket, but I don't we'll watch have time it. I mean, to watch being it, right? here in US, you know, like I'm not able to watch it. Yeah, I haven't watched a full football game. Besides going to them, like going actually physically going to the games, in quite a few years, I couldn't tell you. Like maybe I've watched outside of going to a couple games since we started the business. I and I love football. I just. Taking two and a half hours of my day on a Sunday, it pulls away from everybody else who needs my time. Um, it just doesn't happen. Like, I love it. I want to get to a place where I can watch it more and maybe just go more games. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I watch the highlights, you know, at like 1030 at night on a Sunday when I'm trying to fall asleep. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I watch highlights. Yeah. So India's going to win the Asia Cup. And then there is, you know, like after that, I mean, I have lost track of all these things. But, you know, like in cricketing world, Every four years, you have the World Cup. Yeah. Okay. okay. Then there is a Champions Trophy. It's kind of like football or soccer. Yeah, soccer World Cup. Yeah, yeah, it's like soccer World Cup. So, it's every four years. Then there is a Champions Trophy, which is like every two years. Then, you know, like countries visit, you know, each other and play games. So, those are called, uh, what do you call, uh, series. You okay. Know? So, India might go to Australia and they will play like, five 20 uh, t20s five one days and maybe three test matches okay so they will be there for two three months yeah and you know so the cricketing season and then uh, you know like the cricket players like all they are always on the move they are like T- changing right, teams and stuff no they are all like one month they will be in australia next month they might be you know like after two months they might be in you know like england mm-hmm and the players from other countries also come to India, you know, so, yeah. Okay. Okay, so, and he's going to win the Asia Cup. And so, you know, it's interesting. I'm supposed to, we're supposed to do Super Bowl picks. And 
Super Bowl is football, right? Super Bowl is American football, yeah. Or what the real football, honestly. So um, I see in every school you have soccer teams, but soccer is not big in US. Why? Soccer is big at, at a young age and is actually growing. I don't keep up with it, but um it's uh MLS is what it's called now, right? Major League Soccer or something like that. But there's they they tend to get a couple big players from worldwide every year to sign with their teams in the major markets like LA or something like that. You know, it's I remember in the 80s when I was a kid, you know, they tried to get everybody to play soccer in like second, third and fourth grade and you'd play but it was just kids fumbling around, kicking a ball, falling. It was you couldn't even tell it was organized and but even now, I mean, you on a Saturday you drive by soccer fields and there's thousands of people out there, yeah, you know, parents I, and kids. And them, but for some reason, it just it hasn't stuck as they get older. I think as they get older into like to middle school age and high school age, the popular sports you got to kind of pick. And if they're an established uh, leagues or systems in place in those schools to really take talented kids and have them play, I think talented uh, soccer kids they end up going into outside of scholastic programs and they go into like club teams and and then they get kind of caught up in that and it just hasn't hasn't grown like in the school systems it's football baseball basketball and wrestling and sometimes swimming depending on if schools have enough money to have that in but you get in there and the popular sports that all the kids like talk about watch at home and play are those three so you get pulled into doing those things and that's kind of what happens okay. so anyway Super Bowl picks, I don't know. I don't know enough about the season yet this year to make a really good educated pick. You know, we live in Wisconsin. So, yeah, I, I don't think anybody's picking Green Bay for the Super Bowl this year. They lost their quarterback. I, I know you got a... Oh, yeah, I could. I could pick the Jets and nobody in Wisconsin will watch this podcast or listen to it. Why? Um, Do you guys hate Jets? Well, that's it's where like they're... New that's York where, Jets, right? See, this is how much Manny doesn't know. So, um... Yeah, New York Jets. Yeah, so I've heard that. The Packers yeah, quarterback of, you know, for the last however many years, Aaron Rodgers, went to the Jets, which is funny because their wow. previous legendary quarterback, Brett Favre, left Green Bay and went to the Jets. Okay. And the person who replaced them, Aaron Rodgers, became an amazing quarterback for the last decade and a half. And now he left Green Bay. And went to the Jets. To the Jets. <laughs> so he basically, what Wisconsin does, he they train someone to become really good, and then New York takes it away. Well, he's really good, but I mean, I don't know that his skills have diminished a whole lot. Um, some people would say they have. I'm, I'm not in a place to say that. Um, he's still ridiculously talented, um, and you know, one of the best ever. He's just he's at a time when a a, a team like Green Bay was thinking. Well, man, if we're going to hang on to you for a few more years, um, we might as well start training your replacement. And that makes you uncomfortable as a as a vet. Mm-hmm. Like, you see your replacement right there, and you, you, you know, I I don't know what's in his mind, but if it was me, I'd be like, okay, maybe it's time to let this guy take over, and I'll just go, I'll take my talent somewhere else, and hopefully help them do something big. You know what I mean? So, so what's the lifespan of a uh, quarterback? Oh, geez, I don't know what, what the average is. We could look that up, but it's it's probably of all the positions in football one of the longest because you're the most protected you know a, a quarterback's you know career can be cut really short by a, a, an injury to their arm their shoulder their knees their legs but for the most part everybody in front of them on the line their job is to protect 
that guy. So unless they're like a running quarterback that puts themselves in danger more often, typically it's pretty long. I would say, again, I'm probably way off, but it's got to be somewhere around nine, 10 years, you know, but there's a lot of quarterbacks that are in that staff that only last a year. So that's going to drag it down. I guess if you could say, what's the, what's the lifespan, not lifespan, what's the career span of, you know, the average career span of a starting quarterback with more than five years of experience, it'd probably be longer because a quarterback that starts for 10 years might get older, want to stay in the league and become a backup for a little while. Sometimes they're okay with that. Um, Not your typical Super Bowl winning quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers or other, you know, big time names. So they don't typically want to to play second fiddle. So, Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to pick a Super Bowl winner yet. Give me some time, folks. Let's see how things go this this weekend. I'll do a little bit of of groundwork because I haven't really been listening to where everybody's at. Um, I did see, though, we can talk about this. This is interesting. First game of the season, the Super Bowl champions lost. Who was the so, Super Bowl champion? See, this, is fun. this is why this is fun. The Kansas City Chiefs. They were like Super Bowl they champions last year? They won the Super Bowl last year. year. They have an amazing quarterback. They've won two in the last couple of years. They lost to the Detroit Lions, who um, had a, a not historically, they had a they had a an average team last year that probably overperformed. Um, this year they they won. They won the first game of the season. There's only 16, 16 games in the season. I think this year. So how long wise. is this uh, American football game? Is how long? How long is the season? Or how long is the game? Well, the game. Since Games typically game. last two and a half hours, four quarters, fifteen minute quarters. But the time stops in between each play most of the time, depending on the type of play. So, uh, but they lost by a point. That's a big deal. You know, you go down, you, I guarantee everybody in the Chiefs locker room had a W next to that game on the calendar. So maybe that's why they fact, lost. The shortest cricket game is like five hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine going to a football game, a baseball game? Like, some baseball games historically have been pretty long, but like going to a game in person where you're at the stadium. Like in, you look, know, look, let's say you were tailgating. I'll stop you there. I'm not making fun of American football or, you know. I know you're not making fun, but I'm just saying, like, could you imagine, like, because we've been to games. I guarantee Matt's been to games. Or you guys listening, you've been yeah, to games, right, where you get there two or three or four hours early. You tailgate, you have some food, you have a few drinks, you and you're with your, you're having fun, and the game starts, and you're at the top. You know, you're just, you're ready to have a good time. And then. You're going and going. You're having a couple of drinks in there to kind of stay in that mode. But then by the fourth quarter, and especially depending on the season up here when it gets cold, you're like, your body's about out of energy with the excitement. You're like, okay, I'm having fun. If it's a close game, you're fired up. But like two to two and a half hours is about all you can take. Imagine, gosh, five hours with some people in stadiums would be ridiculous. Because some people, like I don't know about you guys, but it seems like every game I go to, these football games, Two rows behind me is a guy rooting for the team opposite me just decides that he sees that me or my wife has logo wear on for the other team and they just decide to heckle and have some fun. You know what I mean? And like, not like in good spirits fun. Like you can get, you can be buddy, buddy with people around you and have fun with it. And that's cool. We don't get mad about, but just some guy that's like over the top, stupid, you know? And like, that's the guy who is the sport is, or not the sport necessarily, but the team is their religious religious idol or something. But anyway, five hours that'd be that'd be crazy, and like you go home, there is so who won? Nobody. We got to go back tomorrow. So do your no, tickets for today? Of it. The, so the shortest version finishes up. You know, like we get a result in five hours. 
after that we call it one day match one day match is like from no- morning 9 o'clock till 5 o'clock in the evening <laughs> so that's a one day match in which you know like both team are allotted 50 overs to play and then the five day match is you know till the other team wins or wow. not not till the other team i mean it results in a draw if after five days nobody wins okay that's crazy and you've been at matches in person in the stadiums like all day i have been to t20s i have been to a one day match but i have never been to a five day match but i have watched five day match on tv, on TV you know from morning till evening mm-hmm. wow sometimes sometimes they get really interesting i mean nowadays i mean in the 60s 70s or 80s those players they had lot of patience you know like they if they used to come to play a five day match they used to play it as a test match they won't make any runs you know for maybe like 2 hours they will just stand there and hit the ball hit the ball hit the ball touch the ball that's it they won't make any runs yeah but nowadays the players the generation they are really aggressive they will make you know like in one day like 300 runs it's just crazy it's like like i hear that it sounds crazy and at the same time i don't know what the heck you're talking about now yeah nowadays five day matches they finish up like in 3 days wow previously five days matches you know like if you play 10 five day matches only one of them will have a result and rest of them will result in draws wow but nowadays the results are like out of 10 maybe like you will get results in 8 and two will end up in result in draw that's crazy so good a little bit of cricket education as we go on maybe you can teach us in snippets short little bites over time and then before we know it we'll we'll have all the jargon down and we'll know what's going on and, with cricket. You know, I don't want to learn all these games. I want to play these games. You want I to play? Learn by playing. Let's start with football. Let's get you in some pads. No, no, no. I don't and want to. You know, baseball no, no, is the no. easiest. You won't be injured. It's they you know it looks on TV like you get hit hard. You, you really know, don't get all hurt. Your aggression, you, you really don't get hurt. Yeah. In the football. I have no aggression. No, come on. Go with that. I'm not playing football. Oh, uh, anyway, I don't know what time mark we're at. We're probably pushing an hour or something here, which is longer than we wanted to go. We won't go an hour every time, and we'll probably end up shortening this up a little bit anyway in the back office. But um, thank you, everybody, for spending time with us today on behalf of me and Manish. Did I say that right? Manny. Manny. You know, like Manny. The name of the show is Brian of Manny. Well, we're going to go with Manny now. Yeah. I know that you know, like most of the people will say it like Manish. I don't like that. Manish. I'm a man. Okay, anyway, we're wrapping up. We'll see you guys next week for the Business Line podcast. Take care. <laughs>